This is the 55th installment of the Monday Morning Commute, all of which brought to you by the Here's My Thing podcast. Everyone, uh, my name is John Russos. I'm your host. And I have to say, the last piece of meat that I had, I think it was a little over two weeks ago, I was on a flight from uh, Tokyo to Seattle. I had a pork chop. I didn't feel too good after. Chapter one, coming to terms. Growing up, uh, dinners, my parents and I, I mean, barbecue chicken, common occurrence, of course, there's a salad to kind of back that up. Um, Tapping into our Greek roots, uh, lamb was always an option, rare, but it was an option, and usually uh, heavy with lemon it was. Um, Steak, not at home, but we'd go out and we'd have steak. Uh, Ribs, if we went out, we we didn't frequent chilies, but my mom and I, if we ever escaped, usually going there. It was a two-for-twenty meal. Herself, the Chardonnay, a nice salad. I would usually get a Caesar salad, either some baby back ribs or, guilty pleasure of mine, buffalo chicken tenders. Meat, always at the base. Meat, dairy products, always there. And not really batting an eye. I, I had heard terms like vegetarian and vegan, but I just thought, honestly, I thought those were ways, condescending ways, to brag about the health of your colon. When I first left for college, I left a home. And in that home, my mother, my father, and my yaya, yaya is Greek for grandmother, all of them ate meat. And it was interesting just coming back for you know fall breaks and winter breaks, summer breaks as well. The effect, I think, very similar to how an uncle might see his nephew every two years. And every two years, the nephew, half a foot taller, half a foot taller, and the uncle always saying the same thing, like, wow, you've gotten so big. And the nephew may be getting a little annoyed, but just kind of goes with it. That same thing happened between myself and my parents, except they weren't growing, but instead their diet's changing. Coming back for winter break in the normal barbecue chicken, all of a sudden, is substituted for something called tempeh. And the excuse, experimentation, trying different proteins. And I can get that, mixing things up a little bit. But then I would go back to school and coming back that summer, the verbiage wasn't experimenting. The menu had changed. No more barbecue chicken, tempeh. My parents, they had become vegetarian. But not my yaya. My yaya refrained from conforming. She would still incorporate me into various dishes. And then when I came home, they're celebrating. Kapama, that lamb, hilopitas, and all in bulk. It, it annoyed me at first that my parents were doing this. Our lunch outings just getting a little bit more complicated. Having to give leeway, trying vegan restaurants, places that didn't serve meat. And if they did serve meat, they would always get a salad. It was nothing special. It was nothing exciting. And as the years went on and around my sophomore year, I think creeping into my junior year, my parents now fluttering on the border of vegetarian and vegan, the cheese being the biggest issue. It took a little bit of time for me to realize this wasn't some sort of sick joke. They weren't trying to annoy me. They were serious. This was a lifestyle change. With that, totally respect it. I just struggled to come to terms with that. My parents were basically vegan. Chapter two. If your friends jumped off a cliff, would you? 
a few weeks ago, I went to Thailand with four of my best friends, uh, Eli, Elliot, Jake, and Peter. I had anticipated, I anticipated, I mean, meat that would just be kind of a part of every single meal. That was my thought process. And I, I painted this picture of us all sitting at small tables, small stools, our knees parallel with our shoulders, and then large platters of chicken wings, various sizes and spices and flavors, all of which washed down by very light beer. There'd be papaya salad, there'd be fermented vegetables, sticky rice and mango sticky rice. That's what I thought was going to happen. And I, I, not that I should have known better, sort of caught off guard, not really, and I'm not putting any blame anywhere. This is observational. Um, for context, the company that I was with, Eli, a devout vegan. Elliot and Jake, they dappled with plant-based diets, both very healthy. But if they were at like a gala or a charity event, and one of the servers walked around with um, like a small crab puff or some um, maybe bacon wrapped around a date... If they were hungry, I could see them picking at one of them, having it, but for the most part, um, plant-based diets. And then Peter, uh, Division I athlete, most muscle mass in the group, declared immediately that he was going to try to not eat any meat for the entire trip. And then there was myself, who not 48 hours before the flight, I had Texas toast, Nashville hot chicken, little pickle with a spear through it, very spicy. I even put Frank's Red Hot on top. I'm the meat eater, the carnivore of the group. A lot of the eating that we did, though, it was, it was family style. And it became very clear. I mean, a lot of it would be vegetable-based curries and other vegetables tossed in certain sauces. There was always rice, a lot of coconuts. And it's interesting because I think, you know, they say that you're an average of the people that you spend the most time with. And that was very evident this trip. I still ate meat, but not nearly as much as I thought. And it's not that I felt, I didn't feel bad when I was doing it, but I was thinking like, I don't need that. I don't need this. This shirt tastes good, but I could totally go without it. I mean, some of the best dishes that we had, had no meat in it whatsoever. And that's just how the cookie crumbled. Now, was that because we were literally in Thailand? Was it just that good because we were there? I mean, that's something I had to address when I got back stateside, but with little no question, I had the least amount of meat in a two-week period than I had probably ever had in my life. And then I got on the plane back to the States, and then I had the pork chop, and then I didn't feel good for about three days. And my trips to the bathroom a little more frequent. I'm going to let you connect the dots. Had I just learned something? bit of a change in the tides, we'd have to see. Chapter three, plot twist. I haven't eaten meat in two weeks. The last piece of meat I had, pork on the plane. And hold on, I'm not saying I'm vegetarian. I'm going to pump those brakes. Not saying I'm vegetarian. Not even close. I feel like to say that I'm vegetarian, very similar to saying that you can kickflip, that the skateboarding trick kick, it's very similar. If you land a kickflip once, you're not allowed to say that you can kickflip, you'd be lying. Do it twice, do it 10 times, I don't know. I, I think to say that you can kickflip, to, to say that's in your arsenal, you gotta be able to do it on demand. For me to claim that I'm vegetarian, I've gotta do this for six months by choice. 
six months. That's a tall order. Do I think I'll get there? Maybe. We'll see. I think it's cheaper. Right off the bat, I think it's noticeably cheaper. Um, I'm not telepathic. I, I think that comes with being vegan. But overall, I mean, we'll see how I do. Feeling fine. I am paying a little more attention as to what I'm eating. Not, not. I'm not really reading the back of like I'm not reading the new nutritional information. But you know, for example, like pho, that's a bone broth, and I didn't know that, but I know that now, right? So I slowly picking things up, and I just I would imagine if I continue to not eat meat, maybe I start truly inspecting what it is and what goes into what. I mean, I think that's all part of the process. But just thinking about that, I can see where the transition from vegetarian to vegan goes. I, that, that makes sense to me. Start shopping at different places, eating at different places. And on Sunday, I was watching this video, and basically it was a tour of Dana White, the president of the UFC's office. And it's not an office. It's not even a house. It's a mansion. It's massive. That's beside the point. But I think at the 15-minute mark, he started drinking what looked like the sports beverage body armor. Um, and I, I don't know their flavors, but it looked like a kiwi melon. It looked very good. And I was, I was watching it because every 30 minutes, it's kind of annoying but the fridge in the apartment starts vibrating and I can't record when it's vibrating because my mic picks it up. So I kind of use that time to either firm out the direction I want the episode to go, write a little bit or kind of decompress. But I was watching the video, refrigerator still humming. and I'm thinking that looks very good. I could go for that right now. It was Sunday afternoon around 3.30 p.m., you know, 79, 80 degrees, nice cool beverage. Look, there's a gas station maybe four blocks away. I'd go for a walk, clear the head, and then get back to business. It seemed good. It seemed like a plan. And it was. I mean, grabbing my phone, my keys, I'm out the door, locking it. I'm not two blocks into this walk, and I'm already feeling a little bit better. The sun it feels nice out. But then I realized something. So I, I, I'm going there for a sports beverage. I'm going there for body armor to a gas station. Now, historically speaking, myself and all too in tune with it, I know I'm very easily I'm losing control because I'll go for the body armor, but I'll leave with sour Skittles. And I'll go for the body armor. I'll pick up sour Skittles. I'll get some Eclipse gum. Wait a minute new vitamin water flavor. I'm going to get that. It's just, it's way too easy. It's a snowball effect. Catching myself now at a stoplight, I don't need this. I'm better than this. That's eight bucks down the drain. I don't need the body armor. Refocusing, readjusting, taking out the phone. There's no texts. I turn a little bit to my left and I see a fold out wooden sign. And on the sign, a soft serve cone in, in very bold text below it, Soft serve, arrow pointing in. I see a couple outside. They have chocolate cones. Everyone, I mentioned this maybe 30 seconds ago. It was 79, 80 degrees. Sunday afternoon. I, I might not cave at the gas station, but if you tempt me with soft serve, not 50 feet away, and expect me to say no, now it's not even a lack of self-discipline. I think that's just socially acceptable. I think it's socially responsible. I make my way in, hang a left, and I'd seen this place before. Again, I'm new to the neighborhood, and I had always thought it was a food hall. For some reason, there was a lot of people kind of filtering in and out, a larger building. I hang my left, 
on the door. Vegan grocery store. Wait, if this is a vegan grocery store, and if the soft serve is in the grocery store, that means the soft serve is vegan, meaning, I think, it's healthy. That's the conclusion I came to. Why not? Opening the door, hit by an obnoxious wave of AC, it seemed, right off the bat, it seemed that every single item in this store was bought individually, meaning I don't think any of it was bought wholesale. It looked like each item bought individually. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I need to get groceries. I'm here. Let's see what we can do. So I went grocery shopping. And I also think each item bought individually because it was, it was pretty expensive, just from standard, normal, big grocery store prices. But then, I, you know, I'm, I'm doing the math. Small, I assume family-owned, only one of these places. Price is a little, you know, I get that, but get it. Support the local business. So there I am, cart in hand, originally going for body armor that I saw Dana White drinking. Change of plans, we get vegan soft serve. It change of plans, I'm doing my grocery shopping for the week. Uh, I spent, I think, $45, and they allowed you to tip to a charity. So $46, and I think, in comparison to what I normally buy at like a Trader Joe's, I may have gotten a quarter of the stuff, but it's okay. Portion control, that's what I'm taking away from it. Um, I'm experimenting with rice. I have some fake chicken, a lot of tortillas. Got some salsa as well, beans, granola, dairy-free yogurt. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. And the soft serve, I'm going to say this, exceptional and only $3. Now McDonald's, but not bad. Either way, I said no to impulse and yes to a vegan grocery store. I'd consider that a win. Chapter four. What's next? Now, you know, new player in the ballgame. So a vegan grocery store, walking distance from where I live. We're going zero to 60 in maybe two seconds. Everyone, what's stopping me from going vegan? Besides myself, what's stop? I don't think anything. Right off the bat, I think first objection, John, what about pizza? You're a big pizza guy, to which I am, but I have to say this. I found a place that makes a very good marinara pizza, meaning no cheese, just basil leaves on top. It's game over, 15 bucks at happy hour. What else? Eggs, we know the answer there. Milk-wise, don't really dabble. Greek restaurants, I'm already saying no to the meat, so the Euro chicken, I can't really do that. But the Saganaki, it's a flaming cheese, and you cut some off, put it on pita. That'll be an issue. I'll just go to the restroom when that's served. I recognize that I'm digging myself a hole, and I want to be clear. I'm not committing to going vegan. I'm just entertaining the idea. It's a possibility. It's a possibility. I need to look more into this. Again, I'm only two weeks into not even having me, and again, it's like skateboarding. I've landed a kickflip maybe two times. I can't do it on demand. But if you told me a month ago that not only would I be shopping at a vegan grocery store, but that I'd also be entertaining the idea, the concept of potentially, maybe, trying out veganism, I, I would have said... I would have said this, oh, that'd be cool, I just I can't see it happening. But that'd be cool, but I can't see it happening. But here we are.
Everyone, I'm looking at the clock and it is about that time. So this Monday morning commute, the 55th installment, ideally we've gotten where we need to go. If we're lounging around the house, all the better. Uh, Either way, all of this brought to you by the Here's My Thing podcast. Uh, My name is John Russos. Thank you for rock with me. Until next time.